the following podcast has been paid for by Perched on the Top Rope. This is your stats. You are listening to Perched on the Top Rope. Welcome, everyone, to Perched on the Top Rope. I am your host, former dirt sheet writer from Daily DDT, the sportster, the richest, ringside news, and sports kita. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Lee Walker, and I am here tonight to talk about WWE's NXT and AEW's title Tuesday as both shows went head-to-head last night. And ladies and gentlemen, the fans won in this one, 1,000%. First, I'm going to go over NXT, just some notes that I had. Cody Rhodes opened the show. Basically stating, Sean's not here tonight, I'm in charge. So Cody Rhodes was a special guest uh, manager of the show. He also announced that the Dusty Tag Team Classic Tournament was coming back. He talked about the Men and Women's Breakout Star Tournament. So we have the general manager for the night. Cody Rhodes. This brings out Dominic and Rhea Ripley. um, Because Elia had had come out and talked Cody up. Dominic challenged Elia to a title match. Cody says, so you're not willing to put your North American title on the line? Uh, Rhea stepped in. Again, she's mommy, so, you know, she's got to speak up for her boy. Uh, Ilya interrupts Rhea, takes the challenge from Dominic, Cody makes the match. Cody puts a little twist on it, because L.A. Knight, yeah, will be your special guest referee. After the opening segment, we go to John Cena who has just arrived to NXT. Uh, It's the first time in 10 or 12 years or something like that that John Cena uh, has been part of NXT, so that is really, really cool to see. And we have match one, ladies and gentlemen, Roxanne Perez taking on Asuka. Now, that's not all, because this is a completely star-studded show. Some people weren't even announced that they were going to be here, and this is one of them. Ladies and gentlemen, Shotzi shows up. She's in the tank, and she joins the commentary team. Asuka gets a bunch of welcome back chants, and we also hear Asuka's gonna kill you chants. Now, the reason why they have Shotzi on commentary is is because Shotzi makes the announcement that Shotzi 
and Scarlet will be hosting NXT Halloween Havoc. And Halloween Havoc is a two-week event. That's right. We're going to have not one show, but two shows dedicated to Halloween Havoc, which is really, really cool. So going back to the match, uh, Asuka wins with uh, a knockout kick. And this solidifies Asuka's reign in NXT as Asuka is still undefeated in NXT. That's right, Asuka left NXT, she was undefeated, she came back, and she still has not lost. Now, uh, Roxanne Perez was going to be attacked, and Shotzi actually made the save for... uh, for Perez there, so good for Perez, you know, getting saved by a a veteran, I guess as you can say. Uh, we then cut to Paul Heyman being shown outside the arena. He's confused and he's literally like, "So where do I go?" That's cool. We cut to match number two. It is a pub rules match. The brawling brutes, yes, the brawling brutes, Ridge Holland, and I'm Butch. You know, I probably will refer to him as Pete Dunn. I'm sorry. It's just still natural. As they took on Gallus, and man, this was quite the match. It didn't. It started off with Gallus attacking Bait and the Brutes from behind during uh, their entrance. We actually see a dart go through somebody's hand. We see a bowling ball being used while someone is in a trash can. Uh, We see Pete Dunne. There we go. There it is. I told you, folks, I was going to do it. We see Butch go through uh, a table, which was being held up with um, not kegs, uh, big wooden uh, barrels, you know, wine barrels or whiskey barrels. Uh, That's what the table was. Uh, Wolfgang... Does a somersault over the top rope, which was just absolutely insane. Uh, Pete Butch, I'm still going to do it. Butch ends up uh, accidentally hitting bait. And they didn't like run with like the story more with that. It was just, oh, it was an accident. And bait ends up saving uh, Butch from getting pinned in that moment. Uh, we have a second table spot. As Joe Coffey uh, gets hit with a glass mug literally in the face. And Butch and Bate flip him over to Holland for a powerbomb through the table. And if you're wondering who wins the match, ladies and gentlemen, we get the 1-2-3 there. Tyler Bate and the Brawling Brutes are victorious. We get Cena coming out to cut a promo. And fans are actually singing John Cena's theme instead of singing John Cena sucks. John Cena sucks. They were actually singing the lyrics to the theme. Absolutely crazy. Uh, we get Cena, Cena, Cena chants. Cena's praising NXT. Braun Breaker comes in and interrupts, and they the fans start singing, Braun Breaker sucks, like they would for John Cena. 
Cena extends his hand for a handshake and instead Breaker punches him and went for the spear and Cena was able to like dodge out of the way and was ready to hit the AA but Breaker got away. Uh, it is also here that we get to see Cody Rhodes, the general manager, uh, come up with some, I well, they, this was not his idea, but, you know, he makes some matches for later NXTs. As next week, we will have a Bada Bing, Bada Boom Tag Team Battle Royal. This is a 10 Tag Team Battle Royal, and if you, one partner gets eliminated, the entire team is eliminated. Once it is down to the final two teams, it will become a tag match. And the winner will receive an NXT tag team title shot on night one of Halloween Havoc. Now this brings us to match number three is your NXT champion, Ilya Dragunov. will take on your North American champion, Dominic Mysterio, with LA Knight as the referee. Uh, there is actually a really scary rope spot where, like, Ilya hits the ropes. And it just reminded me of that time that Enzo Amore got knocked out in the ring because, like, it looked quite dreadful. And if you saw, like, Ilya's face as it was happening, even he looked scared. It was just, wow. Uh, I guess there was nothing wrong. They just, you know, it was It was fine. Uh, Rhea was on the side apron, laying on her stomach at one point, kicking her legs up. Uh, she's a, 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 a goth girl, and it was just a really cute spot. I actually really liked it. At one point, Dominic Mysterio chops Ilya, and Ilya has this look on his face, and the NXT crowd just starts chanting, <laughs> You fucked up. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen? They were right, because Ilya responded with a bunch of, like, elbows to the jaw and then hit him with a bunch of chops in the corner. Uh, Dom missed a 619. Hit it a second time and only got a two count. So there's a spot, a couple of spots where I was annoyed. And it's like when Ilya Dragunov is, like, kind of going backwards and stuff, or, like being hit he he is he does this thing where like he's overselling where you know he's walking like me on a friday night drunk <laughs> there's there's no straight line being walked there on that one but it's just ridiculous to see what we're seeing you know he's not even being hit he's not you know he's just trying to like walk and move in the ring. Go back and watch. Because I'm telling you. You'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, with this overselling. Brings out the Judgment Day. We see Finn Balor come interrupt. LA Knight punches Finn Balor. Uh, JD tries to interfere. And LA Knight hits his finishing move on him. Reed goes to interfere. But ends up like bouncing off the ropes. Back out. And she's caught by Trick Williams. And then Ilya hits the uh, Torpedo Moscow for the, and still, your NXT World Champion, Ilya Dragunov. Uh, after the match, Baron Corbin comes out, talks about wanting his title shot, yada yada. Uh, Dijakovov comes out from behind, 
lays out Ilya and then tells Corbin he's too late. Uh, we get some like some sort of like fan footage thing from NXT. I'm, you guys know what it is. I don't really follow NXT that much to this extent to know what this was. Um, it was like some NXT Twitter thing or something like that where we see Paul Heyman talking to Ava. Ava Rain, who is... If you smell what the rock is cooking. It's the rock's daughter. So uh, kind of interesting to see what's going on there. Because, I mean, hey, after all, she is an Anawaii, right? Maybe uh, Heyman's trying to get something going here. Get some new blood in the bloodline since, you know, he's you know losing Jey Uso. Why ain't he hitting up Tamina Snuka, man? Why aren't you hitting her up? It's okay. It's okay. I digress. She's still with the company. Don't know how, but that's that's another uh, that's another story. That's for another time. Anyway, we cut to HBK welcoming Jade Cargill to NXT, and the holy shit chance bust out like crazy. Now, the fourth match is uh, quarterfinals women's breakout tournament as we have Lola Vice taking on Danny Palmer. And your winner was Lola Vice. I'm sorry, I don't have any much more to go off of for you. I did watch the match. It was just, it was a match. Um, it's, a, it's a breakout tournament for a reason, folks. And I'm going to leave it at that. We see a Chase U segment where uh, we find out that you know they're going to be in the Tag Team Battle Royal next week. That's pretty cool. Uh, the NXT women's roster is seen uh, meeting Asuka. And i got to like bring this up because I'm getting to the next match. Paul Heyman is fully gray now, and I am shocked. Uh, he looks like he's aged quite a bit for some reason. Maybe I just haven't paid attention. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, there's that. Match number five is Carmelo Hayes, who has John Cena in his corner, taking on Braun Breaker, who has Paul Heyman in his corner. So, this was a great back-and-forth match, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Braun Breaker went to hit a five-knuckle shuffle and ends up eating a super kick. At one point, Braun Breaker was going to use a set of stairs, Cena stopped that from happening. Cena would actually kick Braun Breaker. And out of nowhere, Sola Sokola starts coming down. And John Cena would use the stairs on Solo. So Solo's running back uh, to the back. And Cena chases him. Paul Heyman follows Till. Uh, this leaves Carmelo Hayes and Braun Breaker on their own. Carmelo Hayes hits his finisher to qualify for the triple threat title match next week. After the match, uh, Breaker hits Hayes with a spear, gets a microphone, and says, there's only one badass in WWE. Ladies and gentlemen, that's when this happens. I am an American badass. Ladies and gentlemen, the American badass, the 
Undertaker's music hits. He comes out on a big old motorcycle. He comes down, rides around to the ring. We get a stare down between these two guys, and God damn. You know, Braun Breaker's wearing ring gear that is like just like his father's from WCW. The later, you know, with the black, you know, when he would have the, uh, the, the bulldogs or whatever he had as dogs on the shoulders of his leather jacket. And they're face-to-face. Braun has a mic. And he goes, listen, old-timer, there's only one badass around here. You understand me? Undertaker grabs the mic from him and says, I've been watching you for a long time. One day you'll be a special talent. It's just one thing. It ain't today. Taker punches him, and Taker gives him a huge choke slam. I'm talking not these like older versions of the Undertaker choke slams that we get, where like the guy's like basically barely lifted off the ground. Braun Breaker got air. Braun Breaker took a big ass choke slam, and I loved it. Undertaker chance start. Uh, he gives a hand signal to quiet the crowd so he can talk, and the crowd listened. The crowd shot right up. Uh, he gave Braun some advice. That he just met the baddest of them all. And he helped Carmelo up. Because Carmelo was in the corner. And that was the end of WWE NXT. Now, you just heard like a bunch of names that I had listed off. That are, you know, WWE main roster people. Uh, WWE stacked card on this one, and there is a reason. It's because they were going up against AEW Dynamite Title Tuesday, a very special episode of AEW Dynamite. Uh, they were going head-to-head on this Tuesday because MLB playoffs were stopping AEW Dynamite from airing on its Normal Wednesday slot. Uh, AEW featured the in-ring debut of Adam Copeland. And as I had stated earlier, NXT brought out the stars of John Cena, Cody Rhodes, The Undertaker. They introduced Jade Cargill. They had Ridge Holland and Butch from the main roster. They had Shotzi from the main roster, Asuka from the main roster. This wasn't so much of NXT as it was a big old collaboration of NXT and a mix of Raw and SmackDown. Well, Tony Khan responded to one fan who posted a picture of Shawn Michaels with a Booker of the Year award. And Tony Khan responded that he was pretty sure the Tuesday night episode blew whatever chances Michaels had of winning that award. It's a funny photo. It's definitely like an AI-type photo that was made, and Khan responded, actually, I'm pretty sure last night blew whatever chance he had winning that award. To me, this is rather childish, and I'll be explaining that in a bit But first, I would like to review uh, the rest of the show. 
Christian opens it up. He's in the TV trailers. You know, he's talking about how DB against Swerve tonight uh, gives the winner a shot at his title, the TNT Championship, on Saturday at AEW Collision. He talks about Luchasaurus versus Adam Copeland. And then he says, uh, you know, that later he'll elaborate why he told Adam Copeland to go fuck himself. Then he says, as the TNT rep, the first half hour of AEW Dynamite is commercial free. So Tony Khan went commercial free because uh, it was announced that WWE NXT, the first half hour, was going to be commercial free as well. So we have the opening match, which is the match that Christian first talked about. It is Daniel Bryanson taking on Swerve Strickland, and the winner gets a shot at the TNT Championship Saturday at AEW Collision. Swerve hit a really nasty sidewalk slam on the apron, uh, and then there was like this cool roll into a suplex he did. Danielson does this top rope back super... Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That is just amazing. This was a great back and forth match. It would be Daniel Bryanson that would win. Uh, he would hit his running knee strike out of the corner, hit Strickland, gets the one, two, three. We cut to a promo of Samoa Joe. Basically, he wants another match at the AEW Championship. You know, can't really say I don't blame him. I'd want a shot at that championship too. It's a nice title. Our second match is the Ocho, Chris Jericho taking on Powerhouse Hobbs. God, this is, fans, this is the first match I think I have ever seen Chris Jericho. It wasn't a squash match, but Chris Jericho got dominated. Like, wow. Very little offense. And the offense he had, it, it, it wasn't much. There was literally a spine buster count at one point, and, and Jericho was hit with uh, six. Six spine busters. Uh, he did try to lock on the walls of Jericho, and he was successful, but couldn't you know keep it, keep it locked on Hobbs. Hobbs would hit two huge front slams. And a very insulting pin. He would just cover him with his knee on Jericho's face. After the match, Powerhouse Hobbs would hit 
Jericho with one more of those uh, front slams that he was using. It was just a big dominating match. It was just it was a match that made Powerhouse Hobbs look extremely powerful. It is it was a match to get him over. Uh, we cut to a promo of Adam Cole with Roderick Strong in the Kingdom. Uh, Adam Cole has to have surgery. He's going to be out for a while. Roderick Strong and the Kingdom were just basically using Cole, and Cole ended up cutting Roderick Strong's lawn. Yes, you heard me correctly. He cut his lawn. And then said, I gotta get to surgery. The third match of the night is the International Championship match. It is Ray Phoenix versus Cassidy Orange. And I know you guys are saying, wait, it was supposed to be John Moxley. You're right, it was supposed to be. However, Moxley was not cleared to compete. So the next best thing is Orange Cassidy. Not Cassidy Orange freshly squeezed but this one is squeezed fresh <laughs> all right sorry guys anyway um this is a very fast-paced match and the fact that orange cassidy never got a rematch uh they're running with that they ran with that storyline uh, they had to obviously come up with something as card is subject to change with moxley not getting cleared and moxley wasn't cleared because ray phoenix hit his finishing move but Dumped him on his head. Uh, the ref, you know, didn't go with an audible. And Ray Phoenix did the same maneuver again. And I think on the second time, it happened again. One, two, three. That was the end of that for Ray Phoenix to become the new international champion. Uh, this match was very, very fast-paced. And the match ended with Orange Cassidy hitting the uh, Orange Plus Orange Punch. Plus, using the mousetrap pin maneuver to get hashtag and new AEW International Champion. That brought out the best friends, Rocky Romero and Hook, to celebrate with the new International Champion. Yo, we go to a Tony Storm promo where she shows a silent film. It's only the first part, ladies and gentlemen, and trust me, you kind of wish TiVo was a thing so you could fast forward through live TV, but... I don't think that's a thing anymore. That's some old technology. Uh, anyway, it's a silent film. It, it's whatever. She's got this new gimmick going. It's different. It's actually pretty cool. I'm, I'm digging it, but the silent film thing for Russ, it was just a little much for me. We get to match four, and it is Wardlow taking on Matt Seidel. Now, Wardlow comes out. He looks like just a generic creator wrestler that you find on 2K23. You know, like, how they have, like, that pre-list or pre-loaded bunch of, like, creator wrestlers that you could, like, use if you're too damn lazy to, like, start it off by making somebody. You, that's what he is. And Matt Seidel was Evan born in WWE Probably the most famous thing you'll know him for in WWE is going for a shooting star press on Randy Orton and being met with an RKO. It's the most impressive RKO Randy Orton has ever done. Anyway, my, Matt, it's Matt Seidel. He's kind of got this weird like mohawk thing going. 
the thing I didn't understand was this match barely lasted two minutes. I mean, barely lasted two minutes. Uh, you could like fast forward through it and you wouldn't have even known. You would have just thought you fast forwarded through commercials. That's how fast this was. I'm just confused at the way AEW does, you know, the time limits. You have this poor Matt Seidel get squashed. I don't even know the last time I saw him on TV, but he gets squashed, right? And you make it a 20 minute time limit. What is the logic in that? If you want to know what happened in this match, it's simple. Matt Seidel took three power bombs, and that was it. That's literally the match. You're welcome. Match five was Hangman Adam Page taking on Bullet Club Gold's Jay White, who has a AEW championship around his shoulder, and that's because he stole it from MJF. This was a fantastic match. I am not a Hangman Adam Page fan, but this was a great match. Hangman did this like really cool catching DVD, and I don't mean the silver disc that goes in a DVD player. Some of you might not even know what that is anymore. Outdated technology. It replaced the VHS. Now you just have streaming service, and you don't even have to worry about going and getting a DVD. So there's that. <laughs> anyway, after... Uh, Hangman did a, a running shooting star press. It was really impressive. It looked great. Uh, we had some great chants during this match. Let's go Switchblade. Cowboy shit. That was a great chant. I don't know the name of the move, but it was it's it's a somersault fallaway slam where uh, Hangman Page had Jay White and you know what what you thought was going to be a fallaway slam position, but they're on the top rope. He does a backflip holding on to Jay White and basically lands on top of Jay White like a like a moonsault if he was on but like he was holding him while he did it. It was just really awesome. Uh you know, speaking of moonsaults, Hangman did another one. He did a moonsault off the top rope to Jay White on the outside of the ring. It was an amazing, an amazing uh moonsault. Hangman hits Deadeye, and White would kick out. Bullet Club Gold interferes. This led to Prince Nana coming out as a distraction as Hangman Adam Page interfered in the Daniel Bryanson match earlier in the night to help Bryanson win, you know, sort of repaying the favor. Prince Nana took offense to this. He interferes in this match, and it ends up costing Hangman Adam Page the match as Jay White rolls him up for the 1-2-3. And when I say he rolls him up, man, he must have been digging for gold in that ass crack because he had a handful of tights. Not gonna lie. Uh, no sooner that Jay White wins does MJF come out to cut a promo. He wants his belt back, and he's, he's talking, and he's going off. The fans are loving it. Uh... So Jay White and MJF are going back and forth. Juice Robinson intervenes and has a roll of quarters with MJF's name on it. You know, says he can't wait to hit him with it, yada yada. And and this literally brings out MJF to like snap due to prior history of uh, hate towards him being Jewish as he talked about being bullied. Uh 
even the announcers were like, "Oh, that was in bad taste," and it really seemingly was. But then again, like, what do you expect? Juice Robinson was literally that honeycomb, uh, little wolf-looking boy in the commercials in the '90s. Look him up, seriously. That you would think it was a com- a computer animated thing. It was actually Juice Robinson. So we have match number six. It is the AEW Women's Championship. It is Hikiro Shida taking on the women's champion, Soraya. Ruby Soho is banned from ringside. However, Ruby Soho did try to interfere in the match. She was dressed in all black, hoodie up, mask over the face. Had a thing of spray paint to try and uh, attack Shida, but she ends up getting attacked by Tony Storm. Sheeta hits Soraya with a German suplex on the apron. We saw Sheeta kick out of the nightcap, which led to Holy Sheeta chance. Uh, the two would trade roll up pins back and forth until we got a 1 2 3, which led to hashtag and new AEW Women's Champion. Akira Shida, and she is the first to hold the championship three times. That's right. History was made at this show. Akira Shida, not only is she the new AEW Women's Champion, but she is the first to hold it three times. Tony Schiavone next makes an announcement. Uh, Jazzwares, TBS, and Tony Khan are donating $1 million in toys to Toys for Tots. That is incredible. Amazing. I'm so happy about that. You know, I, I don't even care if it's all AEW figures. I just... The fact that they're going to that length is just incredible to me. I'm super happy for that. I uh, We see Renee in the back with MJF. She's trying to interview MJF. He's like, no, not right now. He ends up calling... Adam Cole, which shitty reception for whatever reason, but he finds out that he's still with Roderick. Now, folks, you got to remember, AEW Dynamite Title Tuesday was going to run over as we have Christian Cage come out and cut a promo. He's got Luchasaurus with him, and the promo that he's cutting is literally about why he said what he said to Adam Copeland, which was, go Fuck yourself. He explains it in a way that, you know, makes sense to me, even though he's a heel and you're not supposed to, you know, heels aren't supposed to make sense. It was, where were you? Where were you? You come here and you want to form a tag team. But a few years ago when that's what I was looking to do, you were nowhere to be found. Of course, he's referring to the last run of Edge in WWE. Of course, I'm saying it right because he was Edge in WWE. Now he's Adam Copeland in AEW. So he was he was talking about that, and you know Christian came to AEW instead. So there's that. And long story short, you know we get Adam Copeland to come out. He ends up getting attacked before the match, and Christian is actually watching from up on the ramp. At one point, Nick Wayne comes out and stuffs a chair between the turnbuckles, which would 
at this spot, Copeland was running to hit a spear onto Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus moves and Copeland hits the chairs that is in the uh, turn the turnbuckles that was caught between. He then takes a big choke slam, and un- unfortunate for for Luchasaurus, it's only a two count. He didn't get the three. Both men would both hit each other at the same time with a big boot, knocking each other down. There was a a really cool spot on the outside where Adam Copeland is running on the ring apron, and there's a set of stairs set up sideways, so there's they're you know standing straight up basically. And Copeland runs from the ring apron, runs onto those set of stairs that are sideways, and then spears Luchasaurus on the outside. It was awesome to watch. It was really, really cool. Oh, we see Copeland take the TNT Championship and actually hit Luchasaurus in the back, and the referee's back was turned, so he didn't even see it, which is a good thing, because after Luchasaurus thought Christian did it, when Chris, when when Christian's telling him, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, and Luchasaurus turns around, he's met with a spear and a 1-2-3. Your winner, the Rated-R Superstar, Adam Copeland, wins his first match in All Elite Wrestling. Now, the way they ended the show was it was just a brawl. There was guys coming out from all over the place to uh, brawl. It was it was insane. Now, both these shows ran on the same night. As you could see, WWE wasn't messing around and stacked the card on their end. AEW did the best that they could with what they had. I watched both shows. And if I had to pick a winner wrestling-wise... AEW one. Uh, however, the downfall of it is is it wasn't just about the wrestling, as you know WWE made that clear because WWE is great at their storytelling. The way that they were able to incorporate all these main roster people on the NXT show just speaks volumes of you know what they're doing, and it reflected on the ratings as WWE's NXT had 9,021,000 viewers, and the AEW Dynamite Title Tuesday show brought in 609,000 viewers. Now, I know it's going to be said here, by tryhards of WWE, yeah, we beat AEW, and AEW is going to be like, well, look what you had to do, you had to stack the cards. There's a reason why the title of tonight's show is NXT versus AEW equals the fans win. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Perched on the Top Rope. You can like and follow us anywhere and everywhere podcasts are found from Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Podbay, Red Circle, you name it, we're there. It's perched on the top rope. And for all of you who have been keeping us on your chartables, 
fans if you don't know what chartable is it is the ranking system for uh podcasts and in the wrestling category i am happy to announce that we are in america canada saudi arabia south africa and the philippines i would also like to thank all those fans who listen in from other countries outside of the united states which is where this show is based out of so ladies and gentlemen i would like to thank all of you in the following countries united states oman spain china canada united kingdom india france bangladesh south africa bosnia brazil netherlands russia ukraine and norway thank you so much for tuning in each and every week to perched on the top rope ladies and gentlemen we're also on youtube at perched on the top rope or youtube.com slash perched on the top rope you can also find us on twitch.tv slash perched on the top rope where you can find me streaming every sunday night playing aew fight forever playing the stadium stampede mode because i am ranked in the 150s in the world in that mode you can also find me playing wwe 2k23 because i really enjoy playing the royal rumble elimination chamber uh, and of course war games how can you not like that mode anyway you can check us out there it is twitch.tv slash perched on the top rope. You can also find us on TikTok at perched on the top rope, where we have been recreating the greatest moments in wrestling history and slapping Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On because that song makes everything better. And if you don't think that Zack Ryder winning the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania 32 is one of the greatest moments in professional wrestling history, I'm sorry. But it is. And if you don't like any of that, then you can watch the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, get humped by a dog. That's right, the Taskmaster, Calvin Sullivan, humped by a dog. TikTok, it's perched on the top rope. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash perched on top rope. You can find us on Twitter or X at perched top rope. We are on Instagram and threads at perched on the top rope podcast. So make sure you go and you like and you follow and you subscribe to all our social media. And also, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, Yoshitatsu, former New Japan Pro Wrestling and former WWE superstar, has his own podcast as well, Yoshi Unleashed. And I'm the co-host. So make sure you go to YouTube and go at Yoshi Unleashed and make sure you subscribe there. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of Perched on the Top Rope. Remember... Spoiler freeze, the way to be. I'm out. Mm-hmm.